Hello people, yeah, this is the first ever episode of my podcast and now Mr. Lorraine. So today's episode is called The Name Chose Me. So my name is Lorraine Chedemunu. I'm a woman, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm an aunt and a host of other things. But uh, unfortunately or fortunately because of my voice, I have people ask me or they come up to me and they say, do you know you sound like a man? Why do you sound like a man? Like it's, it's something that I do deliberately. Um, and this is something that has been going on for quite a while. Um, I'm currently based in the UK. So in the UK, we've had years and years of advancement. And part of that advancement has been the use of telephone services, the use of internet services. So part of that is instead of us going into, you know, the shop floor, or going to somebody's the bank or whatever it is the bank would prefer us to give them a call instead so for me if I call the bank and give them my account details and give them um, certain security questions if I answer those then unfortunately I am still told that I'm not the account holder and this is something that's been going on for years and years and it still does happen from time to time to the point where now I actually if I can avoid calling the bank that's what I actually do so yes the name chose me i didn't choose it and um where does this all start when did my voice actually break or when did i notice that my voice is actually deeper um, than what people would expect it to be for a woman well the answer to that honestly is i really really don't know i remember when i was younger i was maybe what people would actually label a bit of a you know a tom tomboy um but I don't think that had any influence to, to my voice. So when I was maybe about 12, 13, that's when I did actually notice that my voice was becoming significantly deeper than some of the girls that I knew in my school, etc., etc. But I actually didn't think much of it. I didn't think it would have any impact on me. I was just living my life. I was just a little bit naive. And I would even have uh, some boys kind of mimic my voice so if I said anything to them or give them gave them a response then their response would be in a voice that's a lot deeper so you'd be like you know oh Lorraine you know what time is the the history lesson and if I said 12 o'clock they'd be like oh 12 o'clock you know that sort of thing it it annoyed me but I didn't think much of it to be honest um at the time um it's just something that I had to I had to live with but as I sort of like grew older, I was it was quite obvious that my voice was significantly deep and I was also involved in a, in a rap group back then um, at church, probably about 15, 16 then. Um, we were in a little rap group with three friends of mine and my rapping would always be significantly deeper than others. Um, but honestly, t- then I didn't think much of it. Um, it did start to kind of hurt or affect me you know some of the comments that I got but I really didn't take it take it to heart and when I was about 17 I was in in school so um we're doing what's called a level so I was in lower six uh, that was just the year before you did your a level exams um so what happened then was the whole year um we were actually all going to be involved in a choir 
uh, productions for the whole year was going to sing in a choir for, for a special assembly. Um, but when I did my bids, uh, I was actually promoted to assistant director of the choir, which meant I had to sit myself down and just watch my colleagues sing. And that really sort of like kind of caught me a little bit uh, off guard. Uh, I wasn't really expecting to be expelled. I mean, I had been in a church choir before. Um, I just did what I did and it seemed to have been accepted. But on that particular occasion, I was actually meant just to sit myself down, which which I did. And it was just what it was. So I grew up in, in, in Zimbabwe. I don't think I mentioned that. So... I'm Lorraine Chedemuno, originally from from Zimbabwe, uh, now going by the name Mr. Lorraine. So after that whole comment um, choir issue, um, I just thought, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. But then I continued doing my rapping, and every time, obviously, I was rapping, my voice was significantly deeper than anybody's voice. So um, I was quite conscious of, you know, speaking on the phone to people. But then back then you'd never really speak to strangers over the phone would normally be people that you know who knew you who knew what your voice sounded like and then i came to the uk i was about 19 20 about 19 years old um just got on with things got on with life then um but i think the script sort of like flipped um early 2000s when this whole host of you know telephone banking internet banking etc when the internet sort of like came full force on people so a lot of the times business or transactions were conducted over the phone so for me i would naively assume that you know i am also somebody who is entitled to use telephone banking like Joe blogs like anybody else but if I call the bank about my account then the outcome of that conversation would always be that I'm not the account holder clearly I'm trying to impersonate the account holder I'm trying I am attempting to commit fraud and the person on the other end would be their duty to protect the real Lorraine and by protecting the real Lorraine it meant that they suspended my account with the request that if I think I'm Lorraine, if I claim that I am Lorraine, then what I had to do was go to the bank with my ID and prove that I am who I say I am. And then, only then would my account, you know, would the suspension of my account be be lifted. And I went through years of those experiences and the more internet telephone banking we use, the worse the situation got. So I would be upset, but then I would just comply and go to the bank and I'd even laugh some of it off, even though it kind of hurt deeply. Um, and I think what really was quite clear to me is to those call center people, I was just a transaction. So they would do their bit. And then even if I'm upset or if whatever is being said doesn't make sense, it really didn't matter. They'll just disconnect the phone or conclude the conversation. And the conclusion would be the same, that I'm not Lorraine and the real Lorraine needed to stand up and present themselves, you know, 
to the branch, etc., etc. But then you'd think all this telephone banking, etc., was created for the convenience of the customer. So I didn't have to always go to the bank, but I could do my transactions at home. And also what they didn't consider was if I'm calling, it means there's a reason why I cannot go to the bank. Sometimes, you know, you've got health issues. Sometimes you've got work, etc., etc. But those transactions still need to be made during the working hours of nine to five. So if you're at work, you know, Monday to Friday and Saturday, the bank's hardly open. And some of us, you know, we do shift where we can be at work at any time. Then it means I cannot always go to the bank. That's why I'm making this call. But then for me, it became something that I would expect all the time that if I called the bank or a service, then I would automatically be accused of attempting, you know, to commit fraud, being told face, you know, like to my face, so to speak, that, yeah, you you are not Lorraine. Yes, you are a man. Yes, you're pretending to be Lorraine. So we cannot go further with this conversation. And this account gets blocked after a series of security questions. So the banks would give me security questions, which I would answer correctly, because there's no way I'd forget my date of birth. There's no way I can forget my address, my mother's maiden name. So I would know that I've answered these security questions correctly. But then the bank would tell me that I've answered one of those questions wrong. Obviously, they cannot tell me which question I've answered wrong, but it's just a case of, you know, now that your account has been suspended, now that your account has been referred to the fraud department, that there's nothing else that they can do. So what I had to do, it was up to me. If I still wanted that account, then I'd had to walk myself to the bank and verify that, yes, my name is Lorraine and this is who I am. And then only then would I that uh, suspension be lifted. But then what the banks forget is these days, you know, um, if anyone's been in a bank, the banks don't seem to function like banks. So if I went to the bank with my ID, I wouldn't automatically be able to speak to face to face to one of the workers in the bank. I had to go through another phone call, another traumatic phone call for me. So the workers in the bank would just point to this customer services phone in the corner. And again, I lift that phone And when I call customer services, there's nothing that indicates to the person on the other end that I am actually calling from a bank. So what would happen is the conversation would start again. I'll tell them my name. I'll tell them the account. And then they'd ask me security questions. And then they'll tell me, oh, no, sorry, you failed security questions. So I'll be like, so what am I supposed to do to get my account reinstated? And then they'll tell me uh, what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to go into the branch of a bank with your ID to verify yourself. And I'm thinking, but I'm already in a bank. I've been told that my account was suspended when I was at home and your colleague has instructed me to come to a bank. I have come to the bank and I'm calling the bank from the bank, but you are still telling me that I need to go to a bank to verify myself. So that's some of the traumatic stages that you go through and you're just thinking, what the hell is actually going on? So what I'd be then told to do is, okay, if you think you're in the bank or if you're claiming you're in the bank, can you hand over the phone to one of the workers in the bank? So then you do that and then the other person in the bank would look at your ID, etc. Then they would speak to 
the person and say, you know, yes, yes, it's a woman, etc., etc. And then only then would I be allowed to continue this conversation about whatever issue I'd have with the account. So the account gets reinstated. But you know what happens next? And one of the things is sometimes I'm assured, oh no, we'll put a note on your account, this shouldn't happen again. But then the next time I call the bank, I'm back at square one. The so-called note that's supposed to be on the bank, in, you know, on my bank account seems to disappear. I have to go through those rigorous security questions again. They want to know my name, my date of birth, my mother's maiden name. They want to know my address. Sometimes they want to know the past three, four addresses I've lived, which I give them. Sometimes they'll let's ask, you know, we'll give you a series of names. Can you let us know if any of these people have been associated with you? And the only person that will come on that list is my husband. And I'm giving them the correct information. But because they're not satisfied that, you know, yes, I may get these security questions correct. Still, because the way my voice sounds, there's no way that I am Lorraine. And then we go back to, sorry, your account has been suspended. And I'm like, can you hold on a minute? I've been reassured that a note has been put on my account to prevent me from experiencing these, you know, situations again. And then you told, oh, sorry, there's no note. Even if you try and escalate the situation to the next person, they are claiming that there's no note. So we go back to square one. Sorry, but you're going to have to go to the branch of the bank. And when you go back to the branch of the bank, when you pick up the customer services phone, there's no way that the person on the other end knows that you're actually in a branch. There's no acknowledgement that you're in the branch. They're treating you as if you're at home again and you're maybe perhaps playing games. You're enjoying playing these games with the bank. But no, it's not a game. I'm not trying to have any fun. I'm just trying to get my account sorted. So really, banks, I don't know what you're expecting people to do. You know, um, I'm glad that now we've got uh, is it the HSBC bank that says uh, something about your voice being, you know, what you use to, ver- to verify your account. Maybe I should join HSBC, but I've had so many traumatic experiences with banks. But like I said, I didn't choose the name Mr. Lorraine. The name chose me. So how did I come become Mr. Lorraine? Well, I call somebody and tell them that my name is Lorraine and automatically they assume it's a man. So they decide to call me Mr. Lorraine from the word go. And it's not as though I say, you know, you're speaking to Mr. Lorraine. They just hear my voice and it's their decision automatically that, oh, yeah, this sounds like a man. So let's call this person Mr. Lorraine. They don't even ask me how I want to be addressed. And there's certain accounts that I've had with mobile phones. Um, I can even name them that... I go into the um, phone branch and I uh, fill up, you know, fill out the forms, etc. And I've got a new account which I filled in the branch. So the moment I decide to make a call about that account, they will assume that maybe they got it wrong when I signed this account. So the next letter I get from that company is addressed to a Mr. Lorraine. And this has happened so many times that I just thought, you know what, I'll just take the name Mr. Lorraine for for, for, for my stage name. He kind of just chose me. Yeah, so, so many times I call and I say, you know, why are you calling me, sir? I never told you I was a man. It's like, oh, we're really sorry. And a few lines down, they forget they're calling me, sir. 
so I've been going back and forth I've been arguing back and forth with people so I just thought you know what I'll just take Mr. Lorraine thank you very much but the name yeah he chose me so yes I'm Mr. Lorraine and that has been a little bit of an introduction about who Mr. Lorraine is so it all started with telephone banking or telephone services that you need to call and if I pick up the phone then I am definitely a man uh, it doesn't matter how much I argue with them it doesn't matter how much I try and correct them they know what I'm talking about that what they're talking about and they know that this voice has no business belonging to a woman there's no way this voice can belong to a woman it belongs to a man so this person is saying that their name is Lorraine so we'll just call them Mr. Lorraine. Thank you very much. Until next time, I've been Mr. Lorraine. I'll catch you later. Thank you.